produced with podcasting gear from Tascam, including the Tascam Mini Studio. Trust your audio to Tascam. Sound thinking. Microphones and headphones provided by CAD Audio. CAD Audio, expression through innovation. Crisis for the geek kind. Top geek officials admit they underestimated the hipster's defense capability. Geeks from all over the globe are joining up to fight for the future. They're doing their part. Are you? Join Weeby Geeks and the Geek Revolution and save the world. Service guarantees citizenship. Want to know more? Do not attempt to adjust your device. This is Extreme Freedom Audio Bulletin. It cannot be traced. It cannot be stopped. And it is the only free voice left in the Geek Revolution. And welcome to another episode. Yes, it's an episode, not an issue, of Weeby Geeks. It is the dashing duo minus a guest. We have no guest this week. Uh, it's just Derek and myself, Mike. How's it going? I don't know how to handle it. Well, I didn't know I was supposed to try and get another guest for this week. We did two in a row. I'm like, that might be enough for the moment. <laughs> so um, check us out over on uh, Wookie Radio where we talk about our loot crate that we got. Just pretty cool. I just had someone send me this video <laughs> of a Russian charity game, hockey game, and Vladimir Putin's playing, and they have this red carpet out. He's not paying attention. Skates. You see a couple of people going over to try and stop him, but too late. He steps on the carpet and face plants. <laughs> this show's now on Russian radar. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so that, that, that was funny. Uh, as I was saying, listen to our review. The video's coming soon of our of our going through the uh, our indoor loot crate from uh, from loot crate. I thought it was pretty cool. I thought I I'm enjoying it. I've worn the hoodie. Hoodie's comfortable. Um, I'm enough of a fat ass. I need to lose some weight for it to fit a little more comfortably, but I can still mm-hmm. put it on. Uh, the hat is comfortable for a uh, for a slouch hat. I think is what they call it. It's Sometimes they get to be too hot. Seemed to be okay today when I wore it. Uh, the wallet is probably going to end up being my convention wallet because the wife is not stealing it. Yay. <laughs> so I have a wallet just for conventions. And the poncho is probably going to get used this weekend when I go to the parks. So Are you expecting rain? We are. Exp- it's Florida. Of course we're expecting rain. It's, n- it's not a day. It's not a summer in Florida if we're not. But you're saying it's spring. Yeah, we have fall. Or we have fall and summer. <laughs> That's it. Mm. Um, check out the homepage, WeBeGeeks.net. Check out our affiliates, Loot Crate, Fan Chest, um, Ripped Apparel, Redbubble, Superhero Stuff. Uh, check out our web store. Um, try to figure out what, what new design to do for a baseball jersey. I think we talked about swapping the blue for the gray or swap, swap, switching whatever is blue to the gray and gray to the blue. Did we talk about that? I believe yeah, I think we did. Um, so we're going to do. So I guess we're going to look into doing that. Um, but the Spider-Man jersey for Mighty Marvel Geeks is up there. Uh, the Wookiee Radio jersey's up there. I think I'm going to be adding the Wookiee Fur jersey, baseball jersey there. Uh, maybe adding a Captain America jersey, baseball jersey to the mix as well. Um, 
Also, too, check out FoundMe, F-O-U-N-D-M-I dot com for the Bluetooth trackers that we, all of us on the shows, love. Uh, I use mine quite a bit. I have one on my backpack, one on my key ring, and then I bought, well, I bought a third one, which went on my backpack. Uh, but the two that I have, uh, one I haven't found a use for yet. The other one's on my, uh, on my key ring, which I use it all the time. I love the selfie option with it and then heroes and villains at heroesvillains.com y'all been great keep using it for that 15 percent off both that found me and heroes and villains the word is weeby geeks w-e-b-e geeks all one word for 15 percent off your first purchase and there's some great stuff on there uh so that's what i got for that and i know as we get as we're able to we use our affiliates ourselves so, um, like I said, that says we're able to. So, but they're they're the affiliates that we that we like certainly. So, uh, with football season, hey, Derek may get that New England Patriots fan chest. I may get a Cleveland Browns fan chest. With the Stanley Cup playoffs almost done, get yourself a, a team from the from the finals or in the conference finals there. So, uh, but Hasbro. Gotta check this out. Remember with Infinity War, they had the Infinity Gauntlet available where you, know, you could actually put your hand in. It moved. It made noise. I think it had the snap. Um, they've gone and done it again. Now you can wear the Infinity Gauntlet on the left hand and now wear the Nano Gauntlet from that was made by Iron Man on your right hand. I didn't even realize that was two different hands. <laughs> yeah. I, I didn't catch it initially in the movie until like the second time we see it. I'm like, wait, 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 wait. Finney Gauntlet was on the left hand. This is on the right. Now, I don't remember. Did they do that in the books in the Infinity Gauntlet book? No. Or did they go and get another Infinity Gauntlet? I, and I just skimmed through the book like a couple of days ago or last week. Just flipping through it briefly. Long time since I've read it. Anyway, now you could do that split personality cosplay for Halloween where you're half Iron Man, half Thanos, and have a glove for each. Um, but the Marvel Legends series, which I guess is the equivalent of the Black series from Star Wars, uh, the in game electronic gauntlet replica is available for pre order for $99.99. With free shipping, and it's slated for October. A kid's version will also be available for nineteen ninety nine. I could potentially <laughs> see Zoe wanting the kid's version if it fits. Mm. But I think she also wants the the uh, Miss Marvel power thing as well that they they make. Uh, like the Infinity Gauntlet before it, the Nano Gauntlet features articulated finger joints, pulsating light effects, movie-inspired sounds, and a fist lock mode for display. Uh, note, it fits on the right hand while the previous Infinity Gauntlet fits on the left. And as, our, and as they say on comicbook.com, are you thinking what I'm thinking? Yep, double the gauntlet, double the snap. We cancel each other out. Unless you use them both to get rid of Jabba the Hutt. Is he so big you got snapped twice? Right. 
so the official description for the Nano Gauntlet is the six Infinity Stones contain with within them the power to control and contort the fabric of the universe. In this gauntlet, the powers of the Infinity Stones are combined to create a weapon of unfathomable capabilities. Imagine possessing incredible reality-altering abilities with the Marvel Legends series Electronic Power Gauntlet. Wonder how many people are going to pre-order this thinking they could take care of half a con- half of the politicians in DC. It don't work that way. Nope. Uh, featuring highly articulated electronic finger joints, pulsating light effects, movie-inspired sounds, and fierce-looking fist-lock display mode, this high-quality power gauntlet role-play item makes a great gift for collectors and fans of the Avengers Endgame movie. Um, now, this is the crown jewel of the new Avengers Endgame toys that uh, just got released, such as... Um, uh, which here's a breakdown of the new items that are out. The new uh, Avengers Marvel Legends six inch action figures, Wave Four Marvel Legends Gear Avengers in game gauntlet prop rep- replica, which again uh, is coming out soon. The electronic gauntlet kids version, Titan Hero Series B deluxe six inch action figures, Wave Two, um, Team six inch action figure pack, Wave Two, and six inch figure Wave. To case uh, the last ones are all or Infinity Gauntlet or not Family Gauntlet uh, in game. Now, what are these um, that are available for pre order? Over, I believe you can pre order on Hasbro Pulse. Um, the wave, yeah, the wave two, which I still need to get uh, Afro Triple Zero and BT One off of there. Um, wave two of the. Avengers Endgame Marvel Legends series includes Rescue, which this sculpt looks great. Yeah. Uh, are you seeing that? No, I saw the pictures. Though. Um, got Rescue, Sherry, Comic Rock, Rock Pet, uh, Python, uh, Comic, oh, is that- Comic Union Jack. I could that earlier. Yeah, Python. And that one comes with a comic book, right? Is that what they're saying by comic rock, uh, ja- rock Python? No, he's, Is no, it? they're saying it's a comic book figure, not a movie figure. Okay. Uh, comic Union Jack, comic Beta Ray Union Bill. Beta Ray Bill. Which looks amazing. Uh, comic Loki yeah. and War Machine. Oh, okay. I see what these are. These are, these are based on the comic sketches because the Loki looks like the comic. Right. Um, now, the build of figure pieces in this wave combine to form the Hulk. And there are two head options for the Hulk. Ooh. That's the Mark Ruffalo Hulk. Yes. Um, collectors can pre-order the the entire wave in, in one go. Uh, they're saying at Entertainment Earth. I think you can also do it on uh, on Pulse, Hasbro Pulse. And slated for July shipping, uh, which includes two War Machine figures. If you get the entire, if you pre-order the entire wave. You mean two War Machine figures? Are they doing the, why is it two War Machine? I don't know. Don't Unless they just throw in two war machine, two of the war machine figures. It's an actual figure case. Sure. So the actual case comes with two war machines. Oh right, right. Okay. So okay, I see what they're doing. Actually, that, that war machine looks pretty sweet. Could you imagine getting that second one and doing a custom paint job, turning it into Iron Patriot? <laughs> uh, at the time of. of uh, of the release product listings for War Machine and Rescue are up and running. The rest of the show arrives soon. 
Note that Wave 1 Thanos Build-A-Figure is available in a collector set uh, also at Entertainment Earth. It includes two Captain America, Ronan, Living Laser, Nighthawk, Citizen V, Hercules, Ebony Maw. Uh, Singles are available. Oh, Cap is in the, looks like Cap's in the Quantum Realm outfit. Mm, the, uh, The Citizen V figure is really cool. Yeah. I love his. That's the one with the cape, right? No. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. So they they've got Cap from Endgame in the Quantum Realm outfit. Yeah. The Ronin looks great as well. Mm. I absolutely love the look of Ronin. Living Laser. I don't know who it is, but this looks cool. Living Laser is from the comics. He's a villain, of course. Um, who who's this one with the white horn full mask with the saber and the is that a cap? No, no, that that's Citizen V. Okay, so who who's the one with the red cape? Sorry, I don't know all my. That is Marvel. Nighthawk. Gotcha. I, I'm not as I never said I was proficient with the Marvel characters. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, this is cool stuff. Can't wait to see this stuff come out. Um, I know the Infinity Gauntlet stuff is out now. If I had the room, I would love to get that Infinity Gauntlet. But I kind of almost, but, the, but to say, oh, I got the Infinity Gauntlet, that's, that's almost passe because it's like, oh, yeah, everyone's got the Infinity Gauntlet. I like the look of the Nano Gauntlet. I'd almost rather have it, personally. But to have take, the, I would take both in a heartbeat, but. I love that. It's it's great that they're both two different hands. That's awesome. Yeah. So you can do, ah. Yeah. So. Um, so yeah, but yet now we're going to hit movie news, movie news. And the first item up on the movie news is a little movie called Suicide Squad, or I'm sorry, this one is the Suicide Squad, I believe. (laughs) We we almost need something for transitions between articles, don't we? (laughs) Good work, Commander. Thank you. You're welcome. (laughs) Um... Yeah, so, of course, everybody should be well aware Oh, James Gunn thing got kicked off Disney. Then he went over to DC. He wrote the the uh, next Suicide Squad movie, which is going to be called The Suicide Squad, to differentiate it from the first movie, which was called Suicide Squad. Alien, aliens thing going there. But uh, I think this one is not a direct sequel, or or I don't know anymore. <laughs> but anyway, it's DC. I don't yeah. think they know. Yeah, but uh, of course, bit of casting news that came out recently is that. Well, first of all, this is interesting. I can't wait to see how they do it. But they're going to have the character King Shark in the movie. Um, well, that picture cool. is the King Shark from Flash. Which is not horrible, considering it's a TV budget. But now we're talking about a movie budget, so I wonder what they're going to do with their King Shark. Right. But I can tell you one thing. The King Shark is going to have a lot of personality uh, because it's going to be played by none other than actor Michael Rooker. That's Mary Poppins, y'all. Indeed. Michael Rooker, who played young in the Guardians of the Galaxy film. So, of course, no big surprise that he would be involved in something that James Gunn is involved in. Um, yeah, so... I don't think, I don't uh, think I saw that King one. King Shark... No, of course not. 
King Shark was originally created by Carl Kessel, and uh, he was actually supposed to make his first appearance in the first Suicide Squad movie, directed by David Ayer, but then they replaced him with Killer Croc. So, um, and of course, as I said, you can also see King Shark Flash TV show. Uh, He was on not that couple months ago, as a matter of fact. So, um, in addition to playing Yondu, uh, Michael Worker has been in some other comic book things. Namely, he was in The Dead as Merle Dixon. Yep. And, and uh, so he's very, very familiar with these types of characters. Well, Merle Dixon is kind of far away from Yondu and uh, King Shark. But anyway, um, so in addition to now, the cast will include uh, Margot Robbie, who I thought I thought that was still a question mark, but I guess not. Uh, Ola Davis, Jay Courtney, or Jai Courtney, Idris Elba, who is now rumored to be playing Deathstroke, possibly. Yep. Uh, and David Dasmalkian, uh, and John Cena, and Dave Melchior are being eyed for key roles. Hmm. Interesting. I don't know about Cena. Very, very well, I guess it would role he plays. Yeah. Um. Oh, the first the first squad earned seven hundred forty six point eight million. Wow. For that, it started on the Jared Leto Joker. I've said all I'm going to say about that. I would say get get rid of the Jared Leto Joker. Mm-hmm. Personally, even though he has recently said, "Oh, I'd still love Joker." Yeah. Um, James Gunn's The Suicide Squad is set to hit theaters on August 6, 2021. So we still got a little way, a, a little ways to go. Okay. Well, speaking of a little ways to go, um, Disney has announced the release dates of 63 upcoming movies from now till 2027. Holy moly. Now, this does include um, everything from Disney, uh, Fox, Pixar, Lucasfilm, and Marvel. Um, So, for the rest of this year, we got Tolkien coming out, which I want to see. It looks interesting. I want to see, but I'll probably wait till it comes till it's yeah. comes. Uh, Aladdin, I mean Aladdin, um, Dark Phoenix. Which I don't know about you. I don't know about you, but the movie trailer that I saw ahead of uh, Endgame actually piqued my interest. I I didn't see a trailer for Dark Phoenix. Really? Nope. Not that I recall. Quite interesting. This one had me a little more interested. It's about the only one that's got me interested, but yeah. Um, Toy Story 4. Oh, oh yeah. Uh, Stuber in July, which I have no clue what that is. The Lion King <laughs> me in July. Uh, My wife really see that. The Art of Racing in the Rain. Okay, whatever. Ready or not. Ad Astra. Hmm. Sounds like it's either. Yeah. Uh, i trying to remember what it is. Uh, according to Wikipedia, a man journeys across a lawless solar system to find his missing father, a renegade scientist who poses a threat to humanity. Yep, really don't care. Uh, the Woman in the Window, the Maleficent <laughs> sequel, Maleficent, Mistress of Evil, Ford versus Ferrari, Frozen 2, yay, Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker, <laughs> 
and Spies in Disguise. Hmm. What is Spies in Disguise? Uh, is this, yeah, it's an animated film. But I haven't seen anything about it yet. Uh, voices from Karen Gillian, Tom Holland, Ben Mendelsohn, Mendelsohn, and Will Smith. Okay. Now, 2020, we have, in January, Underwater. In February, Untitled Kingsman movie. Oh, ho, ho. I like the second one. I thought that was fun. I didn't see the second one yet. Uh, Call of the Wild, also in February. Uh, Onward in March. Mulan in March, which is live action. This one's interesting. The New Mutants in April. Don't choke on your drink. Yep. Don't choke on your drink. Oh, I knew that one was. Uh, in May, untitled Marvel film. Yes. In May, Artemis Fowl. Why does this one sound familiar? I don't know why. In June, untitled Pixar animation. Um, July, hmm. Free Guy. Also in July, Bob's Burgers. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I didn't know it was getting its own movie, but then again, I'm not a big fan of the show, so I know. Yeah, I'm not a huge fan. Hate mail's coming our way. Hey, I just never really got into it. I never got into it either. So don't criticize us. It's our opinion. We're entitled. What geekdom's about. Uh, also, next July, Jungle Cruise. <laughs> um, in August, the one and only Ivan. In October, Death on the Nile. In November, Untitled Marvel. Then Ron's Gone Wrong. And then an Untitled Disney Animated Movie. That's all November. And then December is West Side, West Side Story, and Cruella. This will be a live-action Cruella DeVille. Mm-hmm. So two, West Side. two Marvel movies next year. What do we think they are? Guesses. Uh, well. How about this? We'll hold that thought because I think possibly I got a story that might cover that a little later. Uh. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, 2021. This is when it gets heavy. Untitled Marvel movie in, in February. Nimona in March. Untitled Disney live action in March. Untitled Marvel film in May. That's two. Untitled Disney live action in May. Untitled Pixar animation in June. Indiana Jones 5 mm-hmm. in July, which we're going to get to here shortly. Untitled live action in July. October un- untitled Disney live action, which, okay, that's four Disney live action movies in 2021. Well, yeah, that's I crazy. I guess we kind of get that Milan and then Jungle Cruise and then Cruella. Okay, so three next next year. Mm-hmm. Um, in November, Untitled Marvel. Mm-hmm. Okay, Untitled Disney Animation. And hold your breath, Avatar two in December. Yeah. In which James Cameron is going, I'm hoping for for superhero movie fatigue. Yeah, it's not going to get people, even if there was, it's not going to get people in the seats to see your movie in the way that no. you're hoping to see people to see it. No. Uh, 2022, unti- in February. Well, I'm just going to go through. Who cares about the months at this point? Actually, no. February, Untitled Marvel. March, Untitled Pixar. May, Untitled Marvel. May, Untitled Disney Live Action. June, Untitled Pixar. July, Untitled Disney Live Action. July, Untitled Marvel. October, Untitled Disney Live Action. November, Untitled Disney Live Action. Untitled Disney Animation. And then December, 
untitled Star Wars. Please be bidding off and wise with Knights of the Old Republic or Old Republic in general. Please. Uh, I know what it is. I'll be happy with whatever it is. Oh, yeah. Uh, 2023, February, Disney live action, untitled, December, Avatar 3. Yay. Mm. So now they're going to go alternate. Even oh. years, Star Wars, odd years, Avatar. Yeah. Shoot self in foot. 20. Go ahead. Yeah. Nope. Okay. I'm all set. 2020, I was just uh, groaning. 2024, December, untitled Disney, or untitled Star Wars movie. 2025, Avatar 4, December. 2026, untitled Disney, uh, Star Wars in December. 2027, Avatar 5. Yeah. You know what's... what's- what is you said? Uh, you said James Cameron is hoping for superhero fatigue. Um, how, uh, how long do you think it's going to be before <laughs> before we get uh, Avatar fatigue? Hey, we already have Blue Man Group, so enough said. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, I think I kind of like that for the show title. We already have. Blue Man Group. <laughs> I think that works. Sure. Uh, Stu works around. You ever have that problem? Yep. And then also, when I find one that works, it disappears. That's why I keep my good pins in my work bag. Mm. That way I have them, but I hate going to my bag. Go get them. Uh, so, yeah, that's a crap ton coming out. So, like I said, we conf- Disney has confirmed summer 2021, two years from now, Indiana Jones 5. That'd be, that would be you, sir. Indy. In- Wrong noise. <laughs> All right, so... <laughs> Why? I don't have time to get into it. Uh, uh, so, Indiana Jones 5. Yep. We now have a date for it. July 9th, 2021. Excellent, maybe. Uh, it's still a long ways away. Indie film. And Harrison Ford, he ain't getting any younger, oh. unfortunately. Well, this is supposed he's, to be his last hurrah. Yes. Which makes he's dang near 80 now. So, uh, of course, it's still untitled, so who knows what it will be. And also, Steven Spielberg is going to be hired at work on West Side Story, uh, which comes out on December 18, 2020. So that's going to get in the way of the indie film for a bit. West okay. Side Story. <laughs> I hate musicals so much. Um, so we don't have any particulars of the film right now, but as I said, Ford's getting close to Harrison Ford's getting close. To, so, uh, he probably won't be doing a lot of his own stunts, if any. Um, and there's talk that the movie could feature folks to a younger version of the character. And there's been rumors that that could be played by Chris Pratt. No. Mm, I don't know if I want Chris Pratt for that. I honestly don't know how I feel about it. Personally, I want the kid from uh, from the solo film. Oh, that would be cool. Yeah, that would be cool. Um, so, speaking of solo story, the man who wrote that film, Jonathan Kasdan, uh, he did write a draft of the Indiana Jones film, which was sent Centered around three of the oh boy, Wall Wall Brizik Brizik a gold train, uh, a train carrying Nazi that went missing after World War Two. It is the train is rumored to be full of artifacts and lost masterpieces, 
and is said to have been in a Polish mine and forgotten about. Oh, the the wall. Okay, uh, I think that's Wall Brizitz. Brizitz? Sure, we'll go with that. The Wall Brizic. Bridget. Brizic. Brizic. It's it's a um, it's a Slavic thing, I believe. Oh yeah. Polish. So if that if that sounded interesting, well, bad news because they didn't go with that script. It got ditched in favor of a script by Dan Fogelman, who is the creator of This Is Us. Hey, the show has done well. I don't watch it personally. Me either, and I have no interest in watching it. My wife watches it. I hope that doesn't mean he's going to try to make us cry over Indy. (laughs) Does your wife watch it? No. Well, then I guess there's no podcast there for the two of them to do. <laughs> no. <laughs> Could you imagine our two wives getting together and doing a podcast about the shows they watch? Uh, yeah, well, I've had on the New England Society of Geeks a few times. She does all right. She's pretty good. She I've, had, talk. I've had Melissa on. Didn't we have her on here once? Yes, we did. I think for one of the uh, anniversary shows or something so it wouldn't be it wouldn't be too bad what what would they be she are geeks <laughs> the she share chronicles <laughs> oh, i hate that term <laughs> she, sorry, i hate man cave too i've said if we won the lottery we're building a new house it's gonna be it's gonna have to be a seven bedroom house <laughs> the two bedrooms for zoe and melissa and i two guest rooms that bring or uh, a guest room that brings it up to three, two guest rooms, a little dance studio room for Zoe, <laughs> a she cave, she room, whatever for Melissa, and a podcast studio for me. <laughs> yeah. I have, I have a room upstairs in my house that I have my, I use for my video games and such and my actables. And I, I don't call it a man cave. I call that my sanctum sanctorum. See, I, I think I would, I would game systems whatnot I put in that room as well with a TV in there. That way, mm. if we ever did video, I could have some stuff playing on the. I could I could use the TV behind me as a secondary. Screw this, trying to create picture within picture. I could just use the TV behind me to put up whatever I want to put up as an alternate feed off the computer. But. Um, to continue on from you, the MCU's phase four release dates have been revealed. Um, May, 2020, November, 2020, February, 2021, May, 2021, November, 2021, February. Hold hold on one quick second. Okay. You pass over a very, very important date. What's that? The February one. Yeah. Also to be my birthday. Is it? Hey, see what I could do for you. Mighty Marvel Geeks <laughs> presents you a Marvel film on your birthday. Oh, that's great. What one? Is- I don't know. <laughs> I just got the day <laughs> secured for it. <laughs> the world's going to celebrate your birthday. <laughs> um, uh, all right, we can- May 2021, November 2021, February 2022, which is after your birthday. Mm-hmm. May 2022 and July 2022. Um, Disney and Marvel are being secretive about their MCU plans and have not released any specifics around the dates, but the rumors have begun. Uh, with no official announcements, we know Black Panther 2 and Guardians 3 are in the works. Chances are it's going to be, two of those slots are going to be taken there. 
How about some other possibilities? Uh, maybe a follow-up to Spider-Man Far From Home is a possibility. Um, really? However, that may be included on Sony's release calendar since they're the ones distri- doing distribution. Um, Captain Marvel 2 seems like a high possibility. Mm, yes. Uh, Thor 4 seems like a possibility. I don't know. You think they'll do a Thor 4? I I would almost rather see him stay with Guardians for a while. I'm not even sure if they're going to do that now because I just read I just uh, read an article and Chris Hemsworth was saying his contract is up as well. Yeah, but also I also read too that this is you read something I read something. Um, I read he he wants to do more. He's not ready to yeah, give well, up. Yeah, well, true. I, I did hear, but so we'll see what happens. But I also saw Tony Stark's dead. <gasps> Spoilers. <laughs> hey, Russo said it was okay. It's past May 6th, so. Wait, hey. Which was my anniversary, by the way. <laughs> Congrats. June 15th is my anniversary. Always. Um, Ant-Man and Wasp follow-up is rumored. Mm-hmm. Um, Black Knight, Black Knight Project is rumored. Yeah, I've heard that. Very interesting. Uh, Avengers 5 with a new team, which mm. shouldn't be considered Avengers, should be maybe Young Avengers or New Avengers, or if I could ever be so lucky, West Coast Avengers. I'm not going to see what's Why Coast not the Avengers. Great Lakes? No. This is true, Probably. too. <laughs> well, they can't, get, they can't get the new Avengers off the ground for Freeform, so I don't think we're getting Great Lake Avengers. <laughs> or New Warriors, I'm sorry. Um, or how about something like Namor? But I don't think Namor is possible because it's still a Sony license, right? No, Namor, Sony. Yeah, with Spider Man, Fox with Namor with Spider Man, or it, no, Namor is with Fantastic Four, isn't it? All right, yeah, yes. Let's look this up. Namor film In rights. Fact. No, oh, total twist in plans. This is according to Wikipedia. In 1997, Philip Kaufman had begun development on a film titled Namor Submariner with Sam Hamm hired to write the script by 1999. The project was ultimately abandoned. By June 20, uh, 2001, Namor was in development from Universal Pictures and David mm-hmm. Self attached to write a new script. In 2022, Saban Entertainment became involved Involved. Yes, folks, Saban, the group that brought you, I believe, the Mighty Morphine Power Stranglers. I mean, Mighty Morphine yeah. Power Strangers and VR Troopers. Mm, I remember Troopers. I didn't mind VR Troopers. And believe it or not, uh, Saban Entertainment is an American is an Israeli-based group. I didn't know they were Israeli. <laughs> yes. Um, where was I just saying that? I don't know. I don't know either. Uh Shoot, come on. Wait. Uh, Saban Entertainment is a worldwide served independent American Israeli television production company. Interesting. So, there. Um, so they became involved while the script was being written by Randall Frakes. Principal photography was scheduled to begin in 2003 with an intended mid 2004 release. Hmm. Story. Um, after multiple production delays, Chris Columbus entered early negotiations to direct and was attached to the film from 2004-2005, while the studio intended to release the film in 2007. Jonathan Mostow was hired as director by 2000, September 2006. The film ultimately never materialized. By 2014. Okay, but I've heard that this isn't exactly true. 
which we're going to get to, I guess, I would jump ahead. Um, by June 2014, it was confirmed the film rights to Namor have returned to Marvel. Kevin Feige explained that though the rights are held by Marvel Studios, there are a number of contracts and arrangements that need to be resolved. He later clarified that the film rights to the character are complicated with universal holding distribution rights. So at the moment, it doesn't matter who makes the movie. Universal's got to distribute. Now, there was recently a rumor, another rumor, that uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson could be interested or even uh, has been his name has been thrown around. The uh, uh, no, don't want it. <laughs> I say let's go pull a good one. Let's go get Jason Momoa. Steal him from Disney and go. This is how you do an underwater hero movie. Yeah. <laughs> so. Um, so, so we have that, um, Kevin Feige was clear though, that while the Disney Fox deal has concluded, they will not be introducing the X-Men or the Fantastic Four in a time, anytime soon. Does not mean we can't introduce any of their villains, AKA Doom. Please make it happen. I would not mind having Magneto floating around doing stuff either without the X-Men. I don't know. Doom, I could go for without Fantastic I feel like, Four. I don't know. I mean, I could, but it, something about it feels wrong because he was originally a fast Fantastic Four villain. He's very much tied in with the Fantastic Four. So, yeah, I, but, but if you go based, if you go based oh, on the Doom comic, where there there wasn't as much involvement with Fantastic Four, I think it could be a score. Yeah, but it's still I don't know. To me, it still feels kind of wrong, right? Not to have introduced it just because of the history between the two, between him and the Fantastic Four, right? I mean, I, I if they did it, I I would accept it. I wouldn't have a problem accepting it, but I don't know. It's just something doesn't feel right to me. Um. So, yeah, I don't – then Bleeding Cool adds to this whole thing um, that, you know, there, there's talk of the Eternals, Shang-Chi, uh, Doctor right. Strange 2, yeah. and Black Widow right. and all of this. Right. Um, thing is, if we did a Black Widow solo film, it does not have to be a part of Phase 4. It could just be a standalone giving her her own thing. Because, again, spoiler, if we must, she dies in Endgame. But yet, we posed the question on Mighty Marvel. We posed the question on Mighty Marvel Geeks. If Cap returns the Soul Stone, which I would love to have seen that scene. I want to see that scene as a one shot yeah. where he meets the Red Skull and go, uh, we have a problem here. Um, does Widow come back? Because it's a soul for a soul. Hmm. So if he tosses the soul stone back, hmm. could he ask for her soul back and bring her back? I suppose he could, couldn't he? If he gives back stone, there's no need for her soul. Right. So okay. uh, plus two, we know with Spider-Man Far From Home, um, Mysterio drops the whole dimensional bombshell regarding the multiverse. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, this could mean so many different things. Mm-hmm. If if after Phase 4, we go into Phase 5, Disney does bring in Fantastic Four and X-Men and Deadpool into the fold. Could we go House of M? Could we do the latest Secret Wars with the multiverse crossovers? Mm. 
Um, I don't know. But I don't I don't think we're gonna get anything seems, out. Go ahead. I was gonna say that seems a bit much. Although I don't know, I never thought they were I th- I thought the Infinity Gauntlet series would be a bit much for a movie, but they did it. Yeah. <laughs> so who knows? What a, so would that would the multiverse be would that be a way of bringing Tony back or even Widow a Tony a Tony a Widow um either, anyway we're not we're probably not going to get the answer to what's coming out with uh Phase Four until August with D twenty three that's my guess mm, yeah probably so I I think we're going to have to wait till D twenty three so boy this is this is kind of kind of feels weird on huh? not knowing more what's coming up yeah with like marvel and stuff because for a long time we just you know we knew it was coming oh, yeah we knew phase four before phase three ended or we we knew phase three before phase two yeah and now we have no idea it's a mystery scared so um but let's touch on some spider-man news well you mentioned me so let's move into Spider-Man Far From Home. Now, there is a fine line between genius and madness. That's the truth. <laughs> so, um, Sp- the last Spider-Man movie was very good. Enjoyed it very oh, much. I loved it. But I... I loved yes, it. It was great. I loved it. I loved it. I too loved it. But, but there was one thing missing from the film that I certainly missed, and I'm sure many other fans missed as well. And, well, I shouldn't exactly say one thing as much as I should say one person. And that person is perhaps Spider-Man's greatest nemesis of all time. The Green Goblin? No, 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 no. The bathroom. The vulture? <laughs> yeah. Pockets. No, 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 no. I am talking about none other than Daily Bugle editor in chief J- Jonah Jameson. That's Ooh. right. Well, good, good news, kids. It looks like there possibly be an appearance by J. Jonah Jameson in Spider-Man: Far From Home. Thanks to director John Watt, he J. Jonah Jameson could finally be entering the MCU. Ah, oh, oh. So, pop it fresh though. It was revealed. Mm, <laughs> it was revealed in a <laughs> set visit by producer Eric Hauserman Carroll that we'll see J. Jonah Jameson in some way in the film. Hmm, that's curious. Some way. He didn't have any details, but he is that when Peter Parker does enter the world of the Daily Bugle, it won't be as a photographer. Ooh, to which he said, yes, we've absolutely talked about those characters a lot, specifically in reference to this film. What we just want to make sure we're presenting them in a way, I think that's supposed to be that, we just want to make sure we're presenting them in a way that doesn't make you feel instantly like you've seen them before. So we have a couple of ideas. I can't really go into detail because they're spoilery, but it's absolutely, if we had an in for the Daily Bugle that wasn't just your traditions paper and Peter Parker, there's this cool weird thing happening where being a photographer isn't necessarily a mark of distinction anymore. We all have better cameras in our pockets than most people even owned 10 years ago. This is true. So how do we get Peter or somebody into that world without it? Like, do kids really aspire to go be photographers for the New York Times anymore? Or do they aspire to have their tweet reposted? And so on. Hmm, interesting. So, um... 
sounds like they could possibly have Peter do something, a blog or something for the Daily Bugle, which he has done before in the comic books. Um, so then uh, uh, they continued on by saying, so we're trying to pay as much homage homage." to the source material as possible. And we do think there are a couple of fun ideas like that in here. Uh, most of which I don't want to spell out for you, but absolutely. We want to take as much of the mythology that people love and present it in a way that's totally faithful to what people love about it, but in a different way. Mm. Uh, so uh, somebody asked him directly, if it was fair to say that Jameson and the Daily Bugle not be in this movie, and Carol replied, no. So it definitely sounds like they're going to be in the film. Yeah. I don't know about you, but I have to say that I felt that uh, J.K. Simmons in the original Spider-Man was the perfect J. Jonah Jameson. So I'd love to see him come back, but we'll just have to wait and see, I guess. But definitely uh, definitely be happy to see Jameson in Spider-Man. Oh, yeah. He was the one thing that was missing. Yep, I agree. Well, how about this? Netflix has a new show coming. No way. Why? Because I clicked on the wrong thing. Uh, Netflix gallops into first look deal with Dark Horse Entertainment. (laughs) Sorry. Very interesting. You get a little horse in your throat. <laughs> yeah, better than frog. <clears throat> Is it? <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> um, word has it that Netflix has entered into a first look deal with Dark Horse Entertainment, which includes possible film and TV projects using Dark Horse IPs or intellectual properties. Um. Dark Horse Entertainment's Mike Richardson, Keith Goldberg, and Paul Schwake, or Schwake signed on to produce a deal that also includes a, an additional possible IP. So, um, with Umbrella Academy and Polar being popular, Netflix has pushed our content out into the world and allowed it to spread the way that we never experienced before. Uh, This is from Goldberg. And we couldn't be more excited to bring a whole new slate of movies and shows to their worldwide audience. Um, Now, original content VP Cindy Holland Holland offered following the success of the Umbrella Academy. We're excited to extend our relationship with Dark Horse Comics. Uh, The Netflix teams are already working in a deep collaboration with Dark Horse to identify projects beyond the world of traditional superheroes branching into horror, fantasy and family entertainment. Abe Sapien series, maybe. Mm, Interesting. Um, so yeah, I, I enjoyed Umbrella Academy, but I, I still felt, haven't seen it yet. but I felt they were slowly straying almost too far from, from the storylines that they were covering from the books. Mm. So, but, um, you had posed the question at one time with end of a saga or decade ending with Marvel's end game and an end of a saga coming to an or no, saga coming to an end with uh, Rise of Skywalker or The Rise of Skywalker, mm. which is bringing a, bringing a wrap on pop culture. What's next? I thought I had a brilliant response. A great DC movie. Well, DC's only been, I would say, I would give DC credit. Their animated stuff has been great. Don't run away from your feelings. I won't. Okay. So um, I'll let you take it from here. 
Well, this is actually kind of cool. So, Warner Brothers Animation and Warner Brothers... Man, my, my uh, New England accent's coming <laughs> out. Uh, and Warner Brothers Home Entertainment and DC are currently in production on five new DC Showcase animated shorts release in 2019 to 2020. Did you remember where uh, you parked the car? Uh, uh, I parked the car back. In the backyard? In the backyard. <laughs> The (laughs) series of shorts uh, are going to be included on upcoming DC Universe movie releases, uh, with an exception of what they are calling an innovative Batman Death in the Family long-form animated short. Okay. Five times fast. So, hour 15. Which will. Instead of hour 30 and making it a full-length feature. Mm. Yeah, pretty much. Which will anchor a compilation set for distribution in late 2020. Um, So, here is the five shorts you can expect. The characters they are based on. Sergeant Rock. Uh, That would be cool, yeah. Adam Strange. Very cool. Death. Nice. The Phantom Stranger. Excellent. And the aforementioned Batman Death in the Family. Uh, They will open with new live-action branding sequences that feature a few Easter eggs specially added for observant fans. So here's the rundown. Sergeant Rock will be executive produced and directed by... Bruce Tim of Batman the Inner Fame. Ah, very good. Very, very good. And it will be adapted from a script written by veteran comic book writer Louise and Walter Simonson and Tim Sheridan. Excellent, excellent. And the synopsis of that is the original tale finds battle-weary Sergeant Rock thinking he has seen everything that World War II can dish out. But he is in for the surprise of his life when he's designed to lead a company consisting of legendary monsters into battle against an unstoppable platoon of Nazi zombies. Nazi zombies. See, I like like the older Sergeant Rock comics where it was just a war comic. Yeah. Sort of uh, like the original Howling Commandos. Yeah, I kind of be cool with that, but eh. Uh, another quote is the uh, the character of Sergeant Rock will be voiced by Carl Urban. That sounds awesome. Yes, he probably will. I love Carl Urban. Yeah. Now, Adam Strange, produced and directed by Butch Lukic. Lukic? Lukic? Um, who also conceived the original story, written by comics of J.M. DeMatteis. I love him. And that synopsis, on a rugged asteroid mining colony, few of the toiling workers there that their town drunk was ever anything but an interplanetary derelict. But when the miners open a fissure into the home of a horde of deadly aliens, his true identity is exposed. He is space adventurer Adam Strange, whose heroic backstory is played out in flashbacks as he's to save the very people who have scorned him for so long. Adam Strange will be voiced by Charlie Weber. Okay. Now, next up we have Death, which is inspired by Neil Gaiman's The Sandman. That is produced by Sam Liu and written by... Demetrius. And in that story, Vincent, an artist with unresolved inner demons, I know the feeling, meets a mysterious girl who helps him to terms with his creative legacy and eventual death. Oh, uh, Leonardo Nam from Westworld, voiced and Jamie Chung, oh, from The Gifted, she played uh, Blink. 
voices death. Excellent. Ooh. Next up, Dumb Stranger. Executive produced by Bruce Tim, Written by Ernie Altbacker, who did Teen Titans The Judas Contract. That in the 1970s. It follows young adult Jess as he joins as she joins her friends at a party in a dilapidated mansion hosted by the Seth. When odd things begin to happen to Jess and her friends, the Phantom Stranger intervenes to save her from a dreary fate. Uh, the Phantom Stranger is going to be voiced by Peter Serafinowicz, who plays the Tick in the new Amazon Ticks and is awesome. I have not seen that yet. And, oh, it's so good. It is so good. I highly recommend uh, And Michael Rosenbaum from Smallville will be voicing Seth. Uh, we'll have to wait until 2020 to get more information on the Batman death in the family short. Okay. Um, yeah. So, uh, all five of the shorts, uh, will be co-produced by, uh, and we'll have Amy McKenna as producer and Sam register as executive producer. Uh, now the DC showcase originally launched in 2010 and it originally comprised of four animated shorts produced by Bruce Tim and by Joaquin Dos Santos. Uh, the Spectre was released in 2010 with Jonah Hex, Guido, and Superman Shazam, The Return of Black Adam. And then was later followed by Catwoman in 2011, uh, which was directed by Laura Emery and executive produced by Bruce Tim. Oh, wow. So... They've had some interesting voice actors, including Malcolm McDonald, Garner, Jerry O'Connell, Linda Hamilton, Gary Cole, Alyssa Milano, Thomas Jean, Michael Rooker, hey, Eliza Dushku, Donna, Ariel Winter, Danica McKellar, George Newbern, Michelle Trachtenberg, and Arnold Voslo. Yeah, with James Garner, so, his final performance. Yeah. Yes, that's right. So, some interesting stuff. Well, on that note, it is getting late. I'm making an executive decision. We're going to wrap it for this week. Next week, we will talk about Alrighty. 14 video games that deserve a remake and brought current for today's today's times. So we'll tease that. Do they? We'll see. So any final thoughts? Nope. I got nothing. Then I'll just leave you all with this. Want to know more? <laughs> So, um, the bad crowd you've been hanging out with is a science fiction club? This has been a Weeby Geeks production. Welcome to the Cafe 80s.